and welcome back to 1232 Podcast. Finally, it is once again your hosts, Kyle and Lane. How are we doing today, Lane? So good. It has been way, way, way too long. I've heard requests from several people request feedback, but um, today we're going to talk about um, what it looks like to be back and what that means. Um, and yeah, just how how life has shifted and changed and, and given us a new challenge and how we can push through and learn to follow Jesus in the middle of kind of just new seasons. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because the last episode we recorded <laughs> was all about what it means to follow God, even when you don't know what's up ahead, how to be faithful, essentially. Yeah. And as God so often does, he reveals things to you at the moments and seasons in life when you need them the most. Mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to the two of us, and you had mentioned this briefly in the, the intro we recorded after um, the episode aired, but we both have kind of entered into seasons where we've been challenged in our walks with God and, and what it means to be faithful and what it means to follow after him, especially when life gets tough and difficult. And um, when you're not really sure what's going on and what you're doing. And out of that, we are, yeah, issuing ourselves a little bit of a challenge as we think about how to follow Jesus in this new season, um, in this new time, as we have more going on and um, more to more to deal with, and, and and life has taken up a new speed, I think, for both of us in in, in two different kind of ways. But we are here today to talk about what carrying our cross looks like in terms of um, how to live a life following Jesus in the middle of difficult times, in the middle of good times and battling um, a concept that I, I've been seeing a lot of, and I know that Kyle has been seeing a lot of too, of, of Christian comfort, what that looks like, how we stratify, stratify, the divide <laughs> today, junior, how we divide Christianity into kind of two camps that are both looking for the same thing, an easy way to follow Jesus that doesn't require a lot of us and how we kind of push against that and live a real life that isn't caught up in fairy tales and a God who exists in a box, but exists in the truth of who Jesus is. Yeah, so this thought and idea um, comes directly out of Matthew 16, starting in verse 24. It says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? What shall a man give in return for his soul? Hmm. 
Yeah. So obviously this is one of the more famous passages in scripture. Um, it's often quoted and t- taught, teached, teached. Today, Junior. It's uh, one of the more oft quoted and taught scriptures in the Bible um, and is familiar to any of us who have spent some time in church. But there is an element of it that I believe we, as humans and as Americans, really struggle with fully grasping. Um, And this idea that in the words of Jesus, Son of God himself says that anyone who would come after him, anyone who would choose to follow him, must take up their cross. That's that's what's required of anyone who yeah. follows him. And we'll dig into this a little bit deeper. I know, Lane, you have some thoughts on this, but in the cultural context, which we forget about or, or you know, um, glance over quickly, the the cross was the most heinous form of torture and death that anyone mm-hmm. could experience. Um, excruciating to the point that, I mean, the Romans were uh, messed up to come up with <laughs> crucifixion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so terrible and so excruciating that Roman citizens um, were not allowed to be crucified. It was illegal for Roman citizens to be crucified. Yeah. And it was only saved for very few and select people. Those where, who they thought were were less, less, less human in a way, right? Yeah, less human. And those who um, were seen to, yeah, possibly be a threat to the Roman government, mm-hmm. you know, make yeah. an example of the enemies of the Roman Empire and those who were, you know, a lower class of human beings. Um, and the fact that that Jesus says this, mm-hmm. A, that in order to follow Jesus, to be a Christian, you must take up your cross, this excruciating form of suffering, torture, and death in order to follow him um, is, is mind-blowing. But the fact that he also says this rather closely to his own crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus is saying this with his own death in mind, mm-hmm. knowing where he's going to end up. And he's saying this to his disciples and somebody, I believe this was um, a, a sermon from Bridgetown church that John Mark Comer was the head pastor of for some time. Um, he, I don't believe he taught it, but one of their teaching pastors was talking about how just a few chapters after this, after Jesus kind of throws down the gauntlet of what it means to be uh, a follower of Christ, he's hanging on the cross and all those disciples, the 12 men who said, Jesus, we're going to follow you to the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Peter says, no matter what God, or no matter what Jesus, I'm not going to deny you. I'm not going to run from you. All of them who said, yeah, we'll take up our cross and follow you ran away from their cross because yeah. they were afraid. They didn't literally. want to be crucified. Yeah. Literally ran away. Yeah. 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 Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Hiding in a room, scared of the Roman government as they probably should have been. Going back um, to their previous <laughs> occupations. Yep, back to fishermen because it's over. I mean, they they lost in their minds their 
their Messiah didn't defeat Rome. He didn't um, overthrow the government. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. He's, he's done. And so it's done. And so they terrified ran back to Galilee and hit the, hit the boats, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's that's just so incredible. And we just don't recognize that enough that the mark of a Christ follower, the mark of a Christian in the eyes of Jesus in scripture Mm -hmm. is not power. It's not influence. It's not possessions, not everything going the way you want it to be. It's the, the symbol, the mark of a Christian is defeat, is suffering. And that's so countercultural, not just in Jesus' time, but in, in our time as well. And that's, and that's kind of what we want to wrestle with for a little bit tonight is, yeah. I mean, I know for me, like, I, I love following Jesus when things are going good. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved following Jesus when I was in my dream job and every day I woke up wanting to go to work and I got to do all sorts of fun things. And I got to hang out with you lane and yeah. got to hang out with my future wife and everything was hunky dory. And I I love following Jesus when it means going to new and exciting places, moving across countries, you know, anything is possible. Yeah. I love following Jesus when my, my marriage is going great and we're clicking and we're on the same page. I I love following Jesus then, but when, you know, I get a job rejection, when I don't know what's next, when I don't feel like following Jesus, when life is hard, when things aren't clicking, when it's just a grind. I don't want to follow Jesus. And those things are, are, are rather menial in the grand scope of things, but like, I don't want to pick up my cross then because there's nothing in it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. I think that's a huge amount of um, what Christian culture has become. It's a matter of kind of a, a a grab bag of stuff that we need at a certain time, right? Like we we take what we want, um, we take the we take the cross necklace um, when it's convenient and makes people think that we're good people, um, but don't think about what what taking the cross means when um, when it means that that Jesus is calling us to suffer, die sacrifice. Um, and one thing that I've been thinking about a ton lately, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more is, um, what does it mean as a Christian in today's world where there is a lot of stuff that, that we don't necessarily agree with all the time, a lot of us, um, and we don't think is necessarily right. Um, but seeing that saying, what would Jesus do in this situation? And, and I'm sure there's a ton flowing through your head of things that you would disagree with that are happening in your world. Um, people that you think are on the wrong side um, from both, both camps of, of our, of our culture. Um, people who you think are, are not in line with what you think is right. Um, what, what we want our world to look like so that we get what we want out of it. But what does it mean to pick up carry our cross in the middle of when our rights, whatever you think that is, are being infringed upon and we are not getting what we think we deserve, where somebody's calling us to sacrifice more than we think we should. 
where we are feeling like there's an unequal treatment of, of people in, in our world. And we see that and we want to do something about it. And what does that look like? How, how do we approach a, a life surrounding what we think is good, what we think is right in a serving sacrificial um, death to what we want kind of way. And then an embracing of what Jesus wants in our life. So I think that's, that's a part of what carrying the cross is, is it means to take the life that we have um, kind of the life that we owe through sacrifice. When Jesus died on the cross, he died on the cross for us. And so we owe Jesus a response because of that and take that life that we owe through sacrifice and then give it back in the way that we are going to follow Jesus. Yeah. A hundred percent. As you were saying that I was thinking, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I hear you saying is so often in our minds, we believe that once we take up our cross and say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to mm-hmm. give up my worldly ways and I'm going to follow you that then we are entitled yeah. mm-hmm. to then receive the life that we think we want or think we deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in fact, that's actually the opposite of what scripture tells us, you know, entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul tells us, you know, you're no longer your own. You're bought at a price. Mm-hmm. We're literally yeah. bond servants or slaves. If you want to, you know, go to the original Greek of, of God, like we're his to mm-hmm. be guided and directed as he sees fit. You know, it's not okay, well, I follow Jesus. And so now everything is going to be the way I want it to be. No, it's, I follow Jesus. So now my life is his and he dictates what the rest of my life is going to be. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, it's easy for that to fall into legalism too, of like, now I have to do this, but I think Another factor of what carrying the cross looks like is we get to see not just Jesus dying for us, but a God who was so in love with humanity, with me, with you, um, with Kyle, with all of us in the middle of our crappy, messy, screwed up lives and said, not just because he saw it from afar, because he was there as a human being on earth saw all the horrible stuff that was happening and said, I want to die for you. And so when he was hanging there, he hung on there by choice. The the people taunted him and said, call in an army of angels and save yourself. And he could have, he could have done that. He, he, He absolutely could have done that, but he chose to hang on the cross and die. And that is the most passionate display of love. I think that any human being will ever see. And it's, and it's easy to forget that when we're thinking about, oh, I have to follow, I have to give up my life. It's now another obligation for me to do. I think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's cost of discipleship in this and how he talks about how the Christian following Jesus is an obligation to give up ourselves because we've seen just how good, how worthy um, of glory our God is. We talked about this with, with, with a couple of kids um, tonight, actually, on the, right before recordings of how 
um, what glorifying God looks like. And it isn't, it isn't out of need to have to, it should be. And if done right is out of want to, and sometimes a little bit out of have to. Yeah. Well, almost, you know, and if we (laughs) rightly see who God is and we truly recognize what he has done for us, not just through the person of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. yeah. through sending his son, but even if, it, even if he hadn't sent Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. um, when we r- rightly see who he is, we have to, because there is no other response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think that's, yeah. So there's, there is an element of taking up a cross where it is, okay, I'm dying to myself. I'm suffering. I'm willing to go to death for Jesus, you know, no matter what it costs. Yeah. I'm going to follow Jesus. Um, but another element where we see the love of Jesus on the cross and in following Jesus, we are then compelled and driven to emulate that love as well and love, not just towards Jesus, but emulate the love that Jesus has shown towards us through his death. Mm-hmm. And so the temptation again is to turn this and make it all about us. Yeah, totally. You totally. make it say, Oh, well, I've taken up my cross. I've suffered for Jesus. Look how much I've suffered for him. Look how much I've sacrificed for him. And it really, it, it just becomes about us again. Mm-hmm. The, the point of taking up our cross is we get nothing out of it, but <laughs> yeah. others get everything out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, there's, there's a suffering that is pointless when it's meant to exalt the one suffering, but mm-hmm. the suffering that God calls us to is that which denies ourselves what we want or may or may not deserve in order to bless and serve and love others and ultimately glorify God. Yeah. What Jesus did, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're called to, to yeah. be like Jesus, to be little Jesus's, which yeah. is what Christian means. Yeah. Little, nice. little Christ. Nice. And, and I think, yeah, like, like you're saying, it's, it's, it's easy to choose to say, okay, good. Now Jesus did all this for me. My ticket's punched. And now I'm ready to fly through those pearly gates. When I die mission accomplished, life is good. I'm going to ride this wave until I get there. And then our whole focus becomes on what is to come and not on the life that we're living here. And I love what you said. Um, and I might've misheard it, but I'm going to say it anyway of how when when we see what Jesus did for others, it makes us be compelled to do for others. And so it, it, it takes the focus on what does my life look like for me? And it pushes us out into the world and out into the people who are lost and who are not in relationship with Jesus and, and, and might even be in our just suffering and, and pushes us to, to love. And that's, that's the end game, I think. And then, oh, and I think, yeah, Jesus said, what greater love does anybody have than this but to die for one's 
lay down his life for a brother. And so that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah. I think that's where, at least for me personally, I get convicted mm-hmm. when, you know, life isn't going the way I want it to be. When I'm not where I am trying to get or where I thought I was going to be, the focus is all on me. Mm. Oh my God, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I signed up for. This isn't who I thought I was going to be. This isn't what I thought I was going to be doing. And instead of, but, but what following Jesus and taking up our cross daily forces us to do and rightly seen is every day I wake up and say in the world and the life that I am living right now today, how am I able to sacrifice myself for others Mm. and bring glory to Jesus? Mm. It's not about, okay, God, how can I do great and wonderful and big things for you? Sometimes following Jesus means doing big things and wonderful things for him. But that's the wrong question. It's it's not okay, God. What do you want me to do today? Okay, God. What what do you have in store for me? Okay, God. What what world changing event do you want me to start today? No, it's okay, God. Open up my eyes to see how I can lay myself down so that others may be elevated, and in so doing, may you be glorified. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I. I agree. I totally agree. I think what becomes all too common is God, what can you do for me? I've, I've checked the boxes. I've done the stuff. I've, I've, I've followed you. What's next. Um, I think of the, the rich young ruler in this instance um, and how he came to Jesus and Jesus asked him, have you, have you murdered? Have you cheated? Have you lied? Have you stolen? And the guy was like, I've done all these things. He lists, I think, eight of the 10 commandments um, to this guy. And the guy's like, all the things that you've said I've done. Um, but what the guy misses is, um, do you have any gods before me? Um, do you honor the ability to, to rest? Do you, do you honor me before others? And I think that's kind of a a mentality that's easy to slip into kind of in the middle of this of, okay, I'm carrying my cross. I'm sacrificing for other people, but, but where's, where's my good, you know, where, where's, where's my glory in the middle of this? Where, where do I, where do I pick up from the, from the mess? And I'm not saying that life following Jesus is all going to be garbage. (laughs) I mean, I don't think it all is. Um, there, there are seasons, um, we we've both experienced them um, where life is garbage and it feels like it's, it's a drag. And we talked about this in the last episode. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's, it's all in there, but it's not, it's not. And I think, I think we've learned this in, in this time, at least I have, it's not about my life being suffering free, my life being um, perfect, everything working out a, a, a prosperity kind of life of, of sorting out all the good things that, that, that God's going to give back to me if I do all this stuff, because then it's just all about me again. And, and I'm, and I'm spinning around the drain of, of pride and spinning around the drain of um, sacrificial life for no good reason. So it's bad stuff. 
but it's all about laying down our life for others. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's good to take stock and take a look in the mirror and say, okay, why am I following Jesus? Hmm. You know, today yeah. in the season, I think that's why Jesus says daily, take up your cross mm-hmm. because yeah. this, we have to ask ourselves every single day because some days, you know, we're on the straight and narrow and life is great. And then the next day we wake up and like, Oh man, I'm not where I was yesterday. Um, but every day it's a matter of, of waking up and saying, all right, why am I serving Jesus today? Is it because I want him to bless me and I want him to do good things for me and make my life wonderful and great? Then we're serving Jesus for the wrong reason. Or is it, am I serving Jesus because he's the king of king and Lord of lords and he deserves my everything? And anything he gives me, whether great or small, is undeserved and beautiful. And that's, I mean, again, this is not, this is coming from a place of, I have not been doing this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have not done this. And, and I need to be doing this. You know, I need to be waking up in the morning and asking myself, why are you serving Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. So in, in closing, um, Lane has a poem from a wonderful godly woman named Jill Briscoe, who we had the pleasure of sitting under and learning from for a a week long retreat um, back when we were at the same church together. And she has a poem that actually speaks exactly to um, this idea in this verse. And so in closing this out, Lane is going to read her poem called All the Way Home. Yeah, this is All the Way Home by Jill Briscoe, and it, it stuck with me. Um, I'll tell you why after. One day in India, after a traumatic and wrenching ministry week, Jesus asked me a hard question. It happened like this. Shaken, drained, discouraged, and sickly, tired and troubled and depressed, glad the time of serving over, now I'll go home and rest. Hot and humid was the weather. Sad and needy was the crowd, feeling I had done my duty, earned the time of rest allowed. Soon I could return to family. Yes, tomorrow I'd be gone. Sitting in the last hot meeting, I tuned in to what went on. Listening to my husband preaching, my, it was a great last talk, all about the call of Jesus, all about our life's faith walk. Stuart opened up the scriptures, talked of Jesus's pain and loss. How he who was our great sin bearer bore our guilt upon his cross. What a great word for the students. Hope they'd listen, yield their hearts. They were young, their lives before them. Now their turn to do their part. Time for prayers of dedication. I was tired so late at night. Shut my eyes and wished it over when a picture sprang to sight. Saw a cross alone discarded laying at rest against a wall, who'd lain down such holy symbol, who'd abandoned life's faith call. Then a voice so dear, familiar, asked a question, pierced me through. Who is, who is it that you're expecting? Carry it home for you. How could I lay down that cross beam? 
how to think that no one saw. Who did I expect to lift it, carry it to heaven's door? Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me. Carried thou your cross for me. All the way to hell to save us. Help me carry mine for thee. I'm no hero, special woman, just a lady old and gray. But, but my cross, Lord, I will carry. Home, Lord, home, Lord, all the way. Spoke his voice so quiet, but, cl but clearly then. All the way home, Jill. All the way, all the way home. And I think it stuck with me because I think in carrying our cross, it doesn't mean that we'll never um, lay it down and never step away and never um, slip, never, never, never fall back. Um, but it, it means being in tune with, with Jesus and in tune with what he wants and picking it up and carrying it. And it might not look pretty. Um, <laughs> we might not nail it all the way, but that's, that's the call. Just carry it and carry it all the way home. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been 1232.